0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Federal Reserve officials unanimously agreed to raise interest rates by 0.75 percentage points for the second month running in an attempt to tamp down rampant inflation. The move lifts the Fed's benchmark rate to between 2.25% and 2.5%. Central bankers are raising rates at the fastest pace since the 1980s. Jerome Powell, the Fed's chairman, said he doesn't believe America is already in a recession, but that the path to avoiding one has narrowed. Joe Manchin, a conservative Democratic senator for West Virginia, said he had reached a deal with Chuck Schumer, the Senate's top Democrat, on a spending bill that includes energy and tax provisions. Mr. Manchin had previously torpedoed several iterations of President Joe Biden's Build Back Better legislation, in which clean energy incentives played a key role. Quote, Build Back Better is dead, Mr. Manchin said in a statement while championing the new agreement. Ukraine attacked the Russian-occupied city of Kherson as part of a renewed offensive to retake the city, which fell to Russia in March. Using American-supplied rockets known as HIMARS, Ukraine heavily shelled a bridge used by Russians as a key supply route. In response, Russian authorities said the bridge had been closed to civilians but remained standing. A joint coordination center for Ukraine's grain exports opened in Istanbul, Turkey. The center is part of a deal signed by Russia and Ukraine last week to let Ukraine resume exporting grain by sea, easing a global food crisis. It is staffed by representatives from Russia, Ukraine, Turkey, and the UN. Shipments are expected to begin within the next few days, despite recent Russian attacks on the port of Odessa in Ukraine. The Federal Trade Commission, America's competition regulator, filed a complaint to halt Meta, Facebook's parent company, from taking over a virtual reality firm. A top FTC official accused Meta of trying to, quote, buy its way to the top. It is the first antitrust lawsuit that the FTC has filed against a tech giant since Lena Khan, a critic of the company's, took over the agency in 2021. A European Union ban on Russia Today, a state-controlled media outlet, was upheld by the bloc's second-highest court, prompting Russia to threaten retaliation against Western media. The ban blocks EU operators from broadcasting RT content, on the grounds that its website and TV channel spread disinformation. British scientist James Lovelock, best known for his Gaia hypothesis that the Earth is a complex, self-regulating system, died aged 103. Mr. Lovelock also invented a device to detect CFCs in the atmosphere, work that led to a ban on the ozone layer-destroying chemicals. And fact of the day. $2,000. The cost of inscribing your name on a grenade to be dropped on Russian forces. And
1: now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. America on the brink of recession. When America reports its latest GDP data on Thursday, all eyes will be on whether growth was negative for a second straight quarter the popular definition of a recession. On balance, it may avoid that. America's economy shrank in the first quarter of 2022, but is expected to have barely eked out an expansion in the second quarter. Still, the White House has preemptively argued that a mild contraction would not equal a recession. It is technically correct. The official determination of whether America is in recession is made by the National Bureau for Economic Research, which places much weight on the jobs market. America's current unemployment rate of 3.6%, one of the lowest levels in 70 years, is not consistent with any notion of a downturn. But what matters most for voters is their perception of growth. And that does not look good. Consumer sentiment has plunged. Many believe the economy is in bad shape regardless of the data. MBS in Paris Fresh from his official visit to Greece, Mohammed bin Salman, the Saudi crown prince and de facto ruler, heads to Paris on Thursday. He will be treated to dinner at the Elysee Paris by the French president, Emmanuel Macron. MBS, as he is widely known, has been wooing Western leaders in an effort to cast off his reputation as an autocratic butcher and to promote tourism to Saudi Arabia. This is his first visit to Europe since the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi journalist, in Turkey 2018. The trip comes only two weeks after President Joe Biden ditched his previous pledge to treat the kingdom as a pariah state by making his own visit there. MBS's outreach has been helped by Russia's war in Ukraine. Europe is struggling with a squeeze on supplies of Russian gas and needs alternatives. To this end, Mr. Macron recently agreed a diesel deal with Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al-Naihan, president of the United Arab Emirates. With MBS in Paris, though, Human rights activists will be dismayed as real politics prevails. Ukraine celebrates its statehood On Thursday, Ukraine marks a national day of statehood, a holiday announced in happier times last summer by Volodymyr Zelensky, the president. When Russia invaded in February, the very idea of Ukrainian statehood seemed in doubt. But after Ukraine's army saw off the Russians from Kyiv, that is no longer the case. Indeed, there is reason for cautious optimism. Russian forces remain on the offensive in Donetsk, a province in eastern Ukraine, attacking along the seversk bakhmut line, a north-south axis that protects the cities of Kramatorsk and Slavyansk. But they have made virtually no progress over the past three weeks, according to Roshan Consulting, a firm tracking the war. Ukraine has also stepped up its counterattacks in Kherson province in the south, blowing up bridges to cut off Russian forces west of the Dnieper River. It is unclear whether this marks the start of a long-awaited full Ukrainian counteroffensive in the province. But either way, it imposes an unpleasant dilemma on Russia. Shore up the lines in Kherson? Or keep feeding soldiers into the Donetsk meat grinder. Mixed results for big tech. Tech stocks have tumbled precipitously over the past year. The NASDAQ 100 index is down by around 25% since January. Investors have therefore paid keen attention to the earnings reports of all five of America's tech giants this week. On Tuesday, Alphabet, Google's parent company, announced second-quarter revenue of $69.7 billion, up 13% year-on-year. That was lower than expected, but investors did not mind. They had feared a meltdown in the online ad industry, after Snap and Twitter posted poor results last week. Meta, which reports on Wednesday, will be another bellwether for online ads. Things look similarly rosy in the cloud computing and enterprise markets. Though Microsoft's revenue, reported on Tuesday, was a fraction worse than expectations, bosses said they expected double-digit revenue for this fiscal year. That bodes well for Amazon, the cloud market leader, which publishes earnings on Thursday. But the outlook for Apple, which also reports on Thursday, is less bright. The company may find that rising inflation tempers demand for its expensive gadgets. The Commonwealth Games Struggle for Relevance The Commonwealth Games, which began in Birmingham on Thursday, are sometimes referred to as the Friendly Games, but congeniality counts for little in sport. The competition is struggling for relevance, thanks to a host of other, more exciting rivals. Athletics wrapped up its World Championships on July 24th. The Commonwealth Games are also expensive, Britain's government stepped in at a cost of £778 million, $940 million, after Durban in South Africa, which was to have been the first African host, was stripped of its hosting duties in 2017 amid financial problems. And then there is the Commonwealth itself, a legacy of the British Empire that some see as a colonial relic. The game's organizers promise a sweep of changes. The next competition, in 2026, will take place not in one city, but across the Australian state of Victoria. They may also allow hosts to propose new sports that have local relevance. Canada, for instance, which wants to host the centenary event in 2030, could add lacrosse. But if these efforts fail... The game's risk becoming one of sports' also-rans. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quiz Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. Which animated characters are the Rescue Rangers who are the focus of a new Disney film? Wednesday. In what location did Eva Braun get married in April 1945? Finally, Here's the quote of the day from Beatrix Potter, who was born on this day in 1866. The shorter and the plainer, the better. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app.